Good morning. If you just tuned in, this is Baz Riley and Professor Kenny, and it is our seventh. Se- yeah. Is it seventh? It is seven. You want to check? One, two, three, four, five, six. Sixth, I knew we were that. Close. I knew that. Just so close, so close. Now then, this is uh, the show. The stuff you didn't know, show got it right. The stuff you didn't know, show without writing it down. So that's only taken me six weeks. Somebody said to me, are you a bit thick? I said, oh, real thick I am. Uh, right. We are talking about... Renewable energy. Oh, I know a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, only because my wife's... Uh, that's Jan. Jan's best friend. They went to school together. Her son is works in the renewable <laughs> renewable energy field okay. and you know in the north sea uh, where they have yeah. all those windmills in the water yeah, yeah that's what he does goes out there on a boat does it all up safety man and all that stuff that's cool yeah yeah really good really good and i i spent some time talking to him about it it was really fascinating yeah it's really interesting fascinating so tell me what you've uh, discovered yeah so just before we start we can just talk about what renewable energy is um so renewable energy it basically means an energy source that's sustainable, so it's not going to run out or it's not going to suddenly stop. Um, so there's six main categories. Uh, so we've got sort of solar energy, wind energy, uh, hydro energy, which is things like dams, um, tidal energy, which they're very similar, uh, but it uses the tide, geothermal energy, which is using the heat from the earth, it's already there, uh, and then biomass energy. Um a common one that sometimes gets accidentally put into that list is nuclear energy, but nuclear energy is not actually a renewable energy source. And it's it, difficult to get rid of. Yeah, it's difficult to get rid of. That's classed as an alternative energy source. So we're just going to focus on those ones today. Okay, all right. So what's of all those, what's your fave? Uh, so for when I did my degree at university, I focused on solar energy, and part of my um, my project was trying to make the the dye that goes into solar energy cells so that's probably the one that i make the dye yeah yeah it, why do they need to be dyed then so uh the dye is the part that actually harnesses or collects the the sun's energy is that the dark color yeah the dark color basically so we were working with uh, a metal a certain metal to try and make the dye out of this metal because it was cheaper and and things like that could could i just chip in as a non-scientist here couldn't you just paint it matte black yeah, but that would just then heat it up. So to get the actual electrical energy from it, you need these special dyes. Oh. So the matte black would absorb the energy, which is which you can use, but to actually then get it to turn it into electricity, you need. I the, see. The dye. Well, I've seen things out here in China yeah. that I used to see in Cyprus a lot. Uh, they were solar water heaters yeah. on the roofs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was very efficient. We used that in Cyprus. Yeah. So, I mean, you didn't need any electricity. Yeah, so for the them ones, they just paint them matte black or they use um, like a really dark paint. Very clever. Yeah, yeah. Very clever. Yeah, you can use them to cook as well. You can get a, a sun, I can't know what they call them, a su- sun grill, I think they're called. But they basically you use just the sun's energy to cook things. Wow. You can, like, slow cook out in the heat that's very clever yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's your dinner it's on the roof <laughs> yeah it's gonna be uh, another seven hours unless it's cloudy <laughs> love it love it love it love it love <laughs> we are gonna take a little break for a birthday and if it's yours and you're listening to the podcast happy birthday uh we've got people here because we're doing a radio show and a podcast at the same time see not everybody does that a lot of people just put a po- podcast together no 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 
Ours is a live show with a podcast in the middle of it. It's like a sort of interesting scientific sandwich. Right, let's have a little look at birthdays today. Muscow. Now, that's not me taking the mickey. That is somebody's birthday, and her name is Muscow. And uh, Alicia, Alicia Chu, and Fairy Liu. And also sharing your birthday with Ben Stiller, who is so funny. I love that guy. He's just brilliant. And we've also got Ridley Scott. It's his birthday now. He's he's a talented guy, yeah, isn't he? Whoa, yes. yeah. And it's also Sir Winston Churchill's birthday too. So happy birthday. What a guy. What a leader. Fabulous, fabulous. This is the Stuff You Didn't Know show inside the Baz Riley Morning Show. <laughs> so clever. Clever, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so he's messing about with two, two <laughs> recordings. So just get him in and wheel him in. He loves it. He does. Now we're talking. This is Professor Kenny, by the way. Uh, he's talking. We're talking about renewable energy. Get that right, didn't yep, I? Yep, renewable energy. Uh, not, not, not alternative energy. Which would be nuclear. Nuclear, yeah. See, I listen to everything you say. I do, I do. I'm going to test that in a second. Actually. Oh, oof. I'm going to test oh, that. Goodness, get me no <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, so, we've talked about um, hydro energy. Yep, it's uh, a little bit hydro. And I used to work in a, uh, not in a place, but near a place. It was the um, hi- uh, hydro development place. It was in a place called Didcot. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, did, they did loads and loads of tests. And their tests led to the, you know, the wave um, uh, paddle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. their tests led to those wave paddles, which I think is great. Yeah, and it's cool. They did another one. It was like a vortex where in a rock face or a cliff oh, okay. face, the the tide comes in, yeah. and then instead of it just spashing against the rocks, it got, it gets trapped and comes out through a, a vent. Uh, it turns a turbine. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clever. Very yeah. clever. Okay, so hit me with some super yeah. duper stuff I didn't know. So we can actually lead on from that a little bit. So just in case people didn't know, when when we produce electricity in most countries, nearly every country, the idea is that you want to spin a turbine and that actually produces the energy. The way you turn that turbine is then the renewable energy source. So like a windmill spins because of the wind, turns the turbine. Like you just said, tidal, tide goes through, spins the turbine. Um, Something quite cool, this year, uh, the UK, from the 10th of June, managed to celebrate two months running purely on renewable energy alone. Uh, It was a bit of a test that they were doing to see if it was possible. That is incredible. Yeah. And I did not know that. So that's quite cool. Uh, They're not the the first country to do that. It's just the UK, for the first time ever, managed to do it for two months. Two months straight. And and, um, from that, did they work out that they could do it a lot longer? Yeah, they could. It still needs a little bit of work, they're saying, uh, because once again, our renewable energy in the UK actually does include nuclear energy as part of the renewable energy package. Oh. It's basically moving away from coal. That's the main idea. Because coal gives gives the heating yeah. effect for the yeah. Because yeah, you get a lot of greenhouse gases and things. Whereas with nuclear, you don't get that. So they class that as under renewable energy. Um, but like we've already said, it's not technically renewable energy. Um, but some other countries that already do this, are the seven countries that are nearly or or already at one hundred percent renewable energy and have been for a very very long time, Iceland. 100%. Uh, Paraguay is 100%. Costa Rica is 99%. Very close. Norway, 98.5. Very close. Austria, 80%. Brazil, 75 And Denmark, 694 
percent. Wow. They're the top seven countries for renewable energy. Their main one that they use is uh, hydropower, so like dams and and things like that. Reservoirs. It's very interesting, isn't it? That where they're spread all around yeah. all around the world. You'd think you know you think it's all oh, like windy countries because I yeah. know in Spain, for instance, on the coast. Yeah. As you're driving up the coast of Spain, all the mountain tops. Yeah. Have got loads. windmills on, and they are. It just looks so good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But people don't like them, do they? No, people don't like them. Um, uh, like windmills for some reason, wind turbines. I think they're all right. I like them. I like them. I think they're all right. The, there was a there was a picture of one which was a bit frightening when it blew up that time. Oh, um, what happened? It was on the front of one of the dailies. In fact, I think it was on on uh, on the front of all the broadsheets actually. Mm. And what happened was it was a very bad, windy, stormy night. Yeah, but they get really bad. And the um, the the governors on the on the actual blades yeah. didn't turn, and it just kept going and going uh, okay. and going, and it, and it exploded and fell up, fell off. Oof. So yeah, there are some problems, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be near it. <laughs> um, Give you a close close haircut. So this is quite a funny thing. So with electricity, once you make it, you can't store it. It's not like making your food the day before and prepping for the week you can't just make all your energy in one day and then keep it and slowly release it energy has to be used when you make when you make electricity you have to use it there and then for whatever it is um so a big problem in the uk and this is this does happen in other countries but the uk has a really big problem with it what are british people known for Baz, if you had to pick I've got something. it on. I've got it on there. Cup of tea. Yeah, cup of tea. I've got a cup of tea yeah. on the desk. So what happens in the UK is everybody always watches the same TV shows, or pretty much the same TV shows. The big soaps or British Bake Off is another one. Quizzes, yeah, things like that. Um, listens to our podcast, for example. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and every time there's a break, they all go and stick the kettle on, which means in the UK you can actually track where there's breaks in TV shows because the energy use goes massive compared to what it is while they're not, while they're just watching TV. Oh. Um, oh. The biggest example of this was actually in 1990 uh, during the penalty shootout of England versus Germany in the World Cup final uh, semi-final. Uh, apparently, there was a, a spike of 2,800 megawatts of energy, which is a lot of energy where everybody turned the kettle on at the same time when there was a break, a TV break, because no one wanted to leave before <laughs> it. How do, they, how do they measure that? Uh, so um, all of the, the places where they produce the electricity will keep track of how much they're producing, and then there's a massive national grid which keeps track of it all, and they'll be able to see where it's all going, and they can measure it that way. They've got ah, devices to do it. Right, they'll right. measure the amount of energy that's going from the power station to... Mm. Different areas and things like that. Oh well, yeah. uh, I know somebody that took a quarter of the grid off Ooh. by mistake. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> I can't. I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> really, I'm not allowed to say. But uh, it was a, <laughs> it was something that they thought was okay yeah. to run. Ran this program, boom, quarter, oh. quarter of the grid went off. <laughs> He's still in a job, yeah, which is good. Which is good. <laughs> it's because you've not said their name. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's like a problem that we have in the UK. So this is why renewable energy has been quite difficult to get into because some of it can be predictable-ish. Some of it can't really be predictable. And if you need lots of energy suddenly, it's quite difficult to say, well, if you're using solar and it's cloudy, there's not much you can really do. Is it still generated when it's cloudy or not? 
so this is one thing with uh, modern solar cells can actually still generate uh, electricity when it is cloudy. Not of, obviously not as much as when it is really sunny and, and it's out. Uh, but modern ones are, are fairly decent at low level light. And that's one of the things that I was actually trying to work on when I did my degree. Did you pass? Uh, I passed, but the project unfortunately didn't work. Oh, never yeah, mind. It was really expensive as well, so it wouldn't have. Yeah. But everything is when you first do it. Well, I remember uh, looking and getting solar panels, and yeah. I've now got them on my roof. And the chap who came round was very, very good, actually. And he was straight up. He said, yeah. look, I could sell you the, these cheap ones here, yeah. or I could sell you these new ones. I said, what's the difference? And he said, well, these are made, and this was the old pattern where it was very uh, aluminium-like yeah. with just a few black things. Or you yeah. can have these brand-new sexy black ones. Yeah. I said, I'll go for the sexy black yeah, ones because yeah. it's less obtrusive on the roof. Yeah, yeah. But he was saying that the power nowadays in solar panels yeah. compared to what they were is phenomenal. Oh, and I must say, it works yeah, fantastically. It, is, it yeah, really yeah. does. So... um we can start talking about solar cells, actually. Um, one hour of sunlight uh, is, if, if you manage to collect all of the energy from one hour of sunlight, is enough energy to power the Earth's for a year. One hour? If you got every 100% of the, the sun's energy for one hour, it would be enough to power the whole Earth for a year. Well, That's well, how much energy is in the Earth. Well, maybe we're looking at the wrong stuff. You just said we can't save it. But when I was doing my electronics a yeah. long, long time ago, we used to have big capacitors. Yeah. Can we can we do that? Uh, with the amount that they need, I don't know if that would be possible. Because you could do it to an extent, but you couldn't make it, say, on a on yeah. one day and then keep it for the whole yeah. year. I don't think I don't well, I don't I don't know enough about that. No. It would have to be really big. Yeah, I mean, we worked on uh, big equipment with the the capacitors were half the size of this desk, and yeah, if yeah. you got a shock off it, well, oh yeah, you know, you'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was um, it was interesting the the way it all worked. But of course, that would be DC anyway, yeah. wouldn't it? Because so, we yeah, would it be DC? I can't remember now. No, DC blocks DC, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so we actually only need to try and capture zero point zero two percent of the sun's energy to be able to meet. Our current needs for the uh, for the the planet each day that would be well. What's al- what's also good nowadays? Uh, fields are being yeah. turned into farms, aren't yeah. they? Uh, you know, um, a massive one in Australia that Elon Musk was part of. And doesn't it? Does the uh, some of them have got motors they yeah, and they yeah. move and chase chase it around? I yeah, think that's incredible. Because it's, cool. it's um, a lot of the the stuff in technology and in science comes from obviously nature. You look at something happening in nature, you try and copy it. That's what sunflowers do. They slowly move to track the sun. So they got the same, similar idea. To get the most sunlight, you need to track the sun. Oh. Yeah. Right. It's like, um, Once again, I didn't know yeah, that. There was a place, I can't remember where it was, and they, they installed loads of solar cells on all the roofs, and they did it like a big thing in this town to try and increase it, and they put them on the wrong side of the roof. <laughs> so... <laughs> It didn't actually get that much sunlight. <laughs> that's another important thing. If you're looking at getting solar cells, make sure you get them on the right side of the roof. Well, that's what the guy did. He said, can yeah. I just walk outside? And he yeah. said, you're lucky you've got a north-facing, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. which is the sunniest uh, north-facing, south-facing, south-facing garden. And um, they had to put some on the main roof because yeah. we didn't have enough space because it's yeah. only a sort of semi. And uh, we did have a flat roof outside, so we put them on, on there, on as, there well. as well. And it's generating yeah. some good stuff. Yeah, that that is one of the problems with solar cells is if you don't have 
the right sun or you're not facing the right direction, they're just not going to work that well. They'll still work to an extent, but not obviously as good as they can be. The the actual energy, uh, they, they do a, a thing where they give you a top-up back yeah. of what you've yeah, used, you, you put get... back into the grid. And we've we've had the top-ups every couple of months. Yeah, you get a bit of money uh, back. Yeah, it's really stuff. good. Cool. And, and they reckon that in so many years, I think it runs out in 25 mm. years or something, you, you're well paid for. Yeah, your, that's one of the stuff. big selling points of having solar cells on your on your house is that they do start to pay themselves off, especially if you're in a very sunny area or you've got the right facing gardens though. I've also been told that they've actually made now slates or tiles yeah. built in with with solar cells. Yeah. You connect them all up and your, roof, your whole roof yeah. is just a solar panel. They've also now developed glass, which has solar cells in the glass. So it'll look like the same window that's in front of you now, the see-through window. It'll look the same, but it's actually a solar cell. And you could put big tower block buildings and cover it. At the moment, it's still they're still working on it, but... It's something that they've managed to develop. It's crazy, incredible. And yeah. I mean, if you if you think about Hangzhou, yeah. I mean, how many, how many, how much power would you be able to oh. get with it? Yeah, it's sunny now, and well, sunny-ish now. And uh, I know it's Hangzhou awesome. itself; uh, they're they're heading towards being um, an eco yeah. sort of environment, aren't they? With electric cars, electric yeah. bikes, and so all that. I've actually got a fact here that China is the world leader in solar energy generation at the moment. I think there's a couple of countries close behind, but at the moment, they're leading it. Well, I feel like I'm playing my little part there. <laughs> so I said earlier I was going to test you to see if you listen right, yeah, to me. I, I listen to everything you say. Okay. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a French scientist who invented the first ever photovoltaic cell, which is a solar cell. It's the science name for it. Hmm. He did it in 1839. Okay, I'm going to say his name, and you need to tell me where else we've heard that name before. Okay. It was in one of these podcasts. Right. His name is Edmund Becquerel. Becquerel. Oh, yes. Yes, that's a measurement. It is a measurement. Yeah, Do you, you remember what the measurement was? The measurement was for... Uh, oh, was it for small amounts of electricity? It's not electricity. Becquerel, Becquerel, Becquerel. Oh, the, uh, is it radiation? It is radiation. Yeah, radiation. Perfect. He does listen. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, so, I, I hang on your every word, yeah. Professor. So, yeah, Edmund Becquerel was the, the, the a French physicist who, who invented solar cells. Um, he did it in 1839. He created the first one, and it was in a lab, and he, it wasn't anything like we, we would think of a solar cell now, really. Um, interesting fact. Guess how old he was when he did it? Probably mid, mid-20s. He was 19. Wow. And he did it in his father's lab that was at his house. When his dad went away, he used to sneak in and do science experiments. <laughs> and he created what's called the Becquerel effect, which is how a solar cell works. That is just mind-blowing. When he was 19. And, and isn't it great that people do this, humans do yeah. this, they just can go in, not everybody, of course, but they go in and say, got an idea, and just boom, yeah. and it just becomes something else. Fantastic. We're going to have a little break yet. Uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes, Back in My Arms, and then the 1975 Frail State of Mind. If you're listening, this is our The Show You Didn't Know. The, what is it? The Stuff You, <laughs> stuff you Didn't Know Show. <laughs> the stuff You Didn't Know Show. And I don't know the title. Never mind. I, it's very embarrassing. I should, really. And it's show number six yeah. with myself, Buzz Riley, and <laughs> Professor Kenny. 
the fact that I remembered that Becquerel makes me feel better. Uh, I, you know, That's impressive. I, yeah, I, I thought to myself, wow, wow. Uh, right, now then, if you've tuned in, thank you. If you've been with us, also thank you. It's the podcast, the show you didn't know. What? <laughs> You think I'm doing this deliberately. I'm not, honestly. The Stuff You Didn't Know show. Yes? Yes. <laughs> We've only been doing it six weeks, and, and I haven't got it right once. <laughs> once. One week. Now, we were talking off mic about... We should we should have the off mic podcast. That would probably be even better. We're talking about cow farts. <laughs> we, yeah, we were. <laughs> now then... Uh, uh, <laughs> control yourself. Now... I said to you, apparently, explain explain about the cow farts. That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, cow farts, like like our farts, uh, uh, release methane. Um, it's a natural gas that that comes from obviously us. But uh, the problem is that cows fart a lot. Like I know some people that fart a lot, and cows beat them. Um, so I wouldn't want to be trapped in a room with a cow. Um, and they're one of the leading greenhouse gases. So the methane goes into the atmosphere, obviously then causes the, the global warming, climate change effects and stuff from the greenhouse gases. And you you were saying, yeah, but we've always had cows. Mm. That's true. But we've never had this many cows. How many? Oh. <laughs> See, I, I just, I'm not trying to catch him out, but he's, he's very, very quick. He's got a much faster computer than me, and I'm going to go and see the IT department about this because he, he can get things up like that. Oh, I, I, wow. Go on. How many do you think? How many do I think? Yeah. I'd probably say uh, five million. Five million in the world? Yeah. You're about to be shocked. Yeah, cool. The global cattle population amounts to about 989.03 million. 989.03 million. Nearly a billion cows. That was in 2019, and it's only going up. Oh, dear. Where are they all? Uh, all over all the over place. The place. Over um, place. Different countries. So, like, Australia is obviously really famous for their, their beef. Um, so they have huge cattle farms in Australia. Um, China's got quite big cattle farms. Um, the UK has quite big cattle farms. All over the world. I, I worked. Not, I didn't work on a cattle farm, but our aerial for our community station was on a cattle farm. And I tell you what, I wouldn't want to work there. It was yeah. not. Oh, I mean, no. it was great. The cows were nice, but it was just a messy, yeah. messy place to be. Uh, but the milk tasted fab. Um, now, this sounds like a stupid question. Couldn't we collect? Because I think methane, you can use methane to power things, yes? Yeah, yes, you can. So yeah, what? Yeah. I suppose I'm, I'm, Are you asking I've, can you power stuff Well, I'm, I'm also trying to think about things. And, you know, it's going to be difficult to catch cow farts, yeah. isn't it? it? Big funnel. Big funnel. <laughs> Off you go then. So, yeah, you can, you can not necessarily collect the fart itself, but what they can do is they collect the manure that comes from the cow. So the cow poo, uh, which has the methane in it. And then they store it in giant tanks. And these tanks are called digesters. Um, and slowly it will start to break down and release more and more and more methane. And then they can use that methane to power a fire to then heat up water to steam, which then turns the turbine, produces electricity. Oh, so so it wasn't such a... a... It wasn't such a silly idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so that's one of the things they can do. They can do that with lots of different animal manures. Um, but it's it's one of the big ones for for cows because there's so many. I did not know that that was... Uh, well, this is the idea of the show. Yeah, that it? is the idea. The things show. you didn't know show. Another thing that we can burn, another thing we can do, um, is we can uh, take in landfills. And in landfills where they pile up all this rubbish and over time, that actually starts decomposing, breaking down, and that can also produce methane, and it gets trapped in giant bubbles. And these are actually quite dangerous because obviously they can spark and they could go. So they're slowly trying to use that methane from landfills as well. Well, that's uh, that's interesting as well because they they're trying to stop yeah. landfills, aren't they? Yeah. Because because a lot of the stuff doesn't degrade. Yeah, yeah. Take- but interestingly, talking about degrading, we had a, a, a very bad smell in here <laughs> yeah. the other week. I don't yeah, know whether yeah. I told you about that. Yeah, and it was, it, what it was, it was a degrading cup yeah. with coffee in it. And it did not smell nice at all. No. But I was pleased to see that the cup degraded yeah, within within a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they can use this um, the, the rubbish and they burn it. But that thing, this isn't massively used. Uh, because you can think of all the problems that could cause. If you're burning rubbish, that could have plastics in it, it could have all sorts of Poisons, anything. Poisons, anything in it, because it's things people don't want. So, uh, yeah, it can then release lots of harmful gases and and things like that. So it then defeats the purpose of why we're trying to go to renewable energy. But it does use up the rubbish, the less landfills. Well, in Gibraltar, they built uh, a generator for rubbish. Yeah. And it, and it was leading edge stuff, and um, they uh, it's only after they built it that they realised they don't have enough waste ah. to power it, and they had to ask Spain, "Can we have some of your waste?" And at the time, they were not talking to each other because of the border crossings <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, and they said, "No, you got our have, rubbish. You're not having our rubbish." Uh, so anyway, it's for many years. It just became an eyesore. Yeah. It wasn't used. But they've come to an agreement now and they and share, share the power and stuff like yeah. that. But but you would have thought somebody who was building that would have said, how much actually do we generate? Yeah, and is how much, worth it? Yeah, is it worth it? Cost-benefit yeah. cost analysis. Because I know um, China do that. China ship in lots of like recycling and rubbish and things because they can recycle it into technology in factories. And they had a, a problem where they were like, Everybody started sending it, and they're like, "Well, no, too much now. <laughs> Can you stop for a bit?" But yeah, uh, I, I did see that because I was on the other end of that because there were there were places in England that were, were shipping it all out, yeah, and they, and they were being paid for it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So so that that made a little bit of money here. And then the, they said the big story was yeah. they had nowhere to put this yeah, rubbish, so but it like was that. all neatly neatly yeah. wrapped up, yeah, like little packages, <laughs> little packages of um, rubbish. Another thing with biomass that we can actually do is we can create biodiesels and biofuels. These are really interesting. So these are taking plant material, so growing crops, growing uh, whatever, and you turn it into ethanol, to alcohols, and then you can run the cars, vehicles, whatever, off of this biofuel. Um, It does have some problems with it. It's not perfect, such as you use a lot of land to create the fuel that could be used for food. But you're also... So it's not it's not the waste product. You're actually growing You're the growing vegetables to make it. Oh, I see. For it. I see. One of the big pushes on this is that it's what we call carbon neutral. So it does release carbon dioxide and other gases into the air when you burn it. But ethanol is a clean fuel, so it doesn't have 
the like sulfurs and nitrates that petrol and stuff has which is the harmful part and the carbon dioxide that's released is roughly the same amount that's then reabsorbed by the plants when they grow in photosynthesis so they sort of balance each other out so ah. it's, it's what we call carbon neutral right so which is a, a good point but the big argument is you could use that land to grow fo- food for the for, for the people. growing population yeah for the people that are, don't yeah. have enough food i get because it does take a lot of land to do it when when uh, we were in school uh, in, in back in the UK, they got one of these biomass boilers. Yeah, where they were using like little chips. They were about oh, okay. about, about the size of your thumb. Yeah, uh, no, half the size of your thumb, and it was um, it was it was made and squashed from all sorts yeah. of uh, bio stuff. And and I said, why why are you using that instead of whatever? And they, and they said they didn't want to uh, have a a bad carbon footprint yeah. and stuff like that, but. The, the the problem was if you ran out of the biomass fuel, that yeah, was it. Yeah. You couldn't heat the school, yeah, which yeah, happened once. The, yeah, because there's somewhere they're, they're growing specific trees to then turn into this biomass for these burners that are carbon neutral, but they're apparently like high-energy trees when they burn and, and things like that. But it's the same thing. If you run out, you, you yeah. then got nothing to Because after, to, to after that, they then brought in a system of like there was a huge storage tank and not tank, but a place to put these wooden chips yeah. and co- to covered keep, and keep, keep dry for ready for the, for the next yeah. emergency. So uh, you've got a funny story. I have. About- I have. I had a friend who worked in the um, army mess and he was a, he was a chef. And what he did was he had the same type of the, the only reason I know this, he had the same type of vehicle as me. I had a, um, a, a bongo. It's a, it's a, it's an old van and it's really good. And we used to go camping in it and he did the same thing. But I said to him, and we always used to wave to each other cause you're driving the same vehicle, you know, <laughs> the sort of bongo club. And, uh, we stopped and had a chat and I said, oh, great. You know, uh, how, how's it going? He said, it's going great. I run it on, uh, fish and chips, fish and chip oil. I said, what? He says, yeah, I run it on fish and chip oil. I said, well, well, where'd you get that? And that was when he told me he was a chef and he'd asked permission. And when they when the uh, oil had yeah. had its life in the in the fryers, in the fryers, he would then take, take it and uh, put it in his vehicle. He had to he had to do something to get it in there, decant it in some way. Yeah, I think you have to filter it just to make sure it's like clean oil or something. Yeah, that was yeah. it. That was it. Get the bits out. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I said, is there any drawback? He says, a little bit because it smells a bit like a fish and chippy when I'm trying. <laughs> But he said he doesn't smell it, but people actually people have said, "Oh, that's a nice smell." Fish yeah, and chips. Yeah. So yeah, well, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. So he ran it. He ran it for all the time he was a chef in the thing. Yeah. Very good. Very that's good. like an, another sort of like recycling type thing, isn't it? Because that oil is just going to go somewhere. It'll probably go to a landfill. Yeah. You might as well get another use out of it before. Well, I mean, remember in the old days, uh, um, I don't know whether you're aware, people used to throw stuff down the grids. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays it's like, no, don't stick it down there. You'll do the water supply in or something like that. Uh, I think in the past, we, as a a human race, were not very caring to our environment. It's it's just you didn't know. It's like you could say the first people to burn wood didn't know that they were releasing gas. And of course they didn't know that it was releasing gases. It wasn't a thing then. It's, no, it was well, just, it was a thing. But it was it keeping wasn't. warm, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So like it's, but now we know more. We should be trying to, to go towards some of these renewable energy sources, whichever one works. 
best. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, I may have uh, alluded to this early on. Do you, which which s- sort of renewable source do you prefer? So the the one I prefer, or the one I like the most, or like I'm like, oh, that's really cool, is solar energy. I just think that's really cool because you can use that anywhere around the world. There's no, well, I say anywhere, you just need the sun. You need to be able to see the sun. And anywhere in the world, you can pretty much see the sun at some point. Um, Obviously, it has its drawbacks if it's cloudy, windy, uh, not windy, it's cloudy or or night, you can't really do it. Um, They have made nighttime solar cells. Really? That that can go off the the moon. Um, Obviously, very low efficiency, but there is a thing they're developing. Wow. Um, But the one that I think is the the big one that I think they'll push a lot more is probably either your wind or your hydro because they they just sound but the the wind one I think sounds cool have a massive like these massive cool turbine turbines that are like harvesting the wind but they're only going to work in places where it's windy so, but but if you live in that place yeah. and like like in Spain they yeah, put yeah. them along the coastal road which has got you've got the sea on one side, you've yeah, got the coastal yeah. road, then you've got the lo- large mountains, beautiful yeah. scenery, and they've got like uh, lines and lines of yeah. the these. And actually, I like. The I look. think they look. Cool. I like the look. Oh, of yeah, it. I don't. But there are people that don't. No, there's people that yeah. But there's always going to be people that don't like everything. They'll find a problem with everything, wouldn't they? Well, wind power, though, they were using it in Holland, weren't they, to yeah. make to, you know, all the windmills. Oh, aren't they beautiful? But they were actually working mills yeah. grinding the flour, Yeah, they? yeah, so windmills, the idea of a windmill's been around for about, what, I have a thing here, 2000 BC, I think it says. Yeah, 2000 BC, Persia and China were using windmills to, to, to do work, to... Yeah, to turn yeah. To, to turn something. To turn so, something. Pumping water was a big one they used to use it for as well. Stuff like that. It's always been around. So it's everything, just, there's nothing new in, no, in, in there's science. Nothing new. There's Everything's just repeated. They just improve it. They just try and make it more efficient. Like, they try and just get the most out of it that they possibly can. But people are always going to be against it's because it's change, isn't it? Everyone, uh, yeah, people, people don't, don't like people change. don't like change. Yeah. In fact, I'm just looking at the clock. We've, we're going to have to go soon. Oh, yeah. You, you see, I don't it's, like change. I see. Doesn't like change. <laughs> he likes to be here. He feels comfortable. Yeah. How is the OCD? All right. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> now, I'm going to put you on the spot again and yeah. ask you what do you think we might talk about next week? Ooh, next week. Or do you want to have a think? I'll have to have a think. All right, all right. Because I throw this at him, you see. Yeah. And one one day he's going to say, oh, we're going to talk about this, 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 this. One day I'll I'll come in with a plan. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Professor Kenny, thank Thank you you very much much. indeed. This is the show you did no stuff. (laughs) What is it called, Kenny? What is it called, Professor? Stuff you did no show. (laughs) Uh, the information's solid. It's just the presenters. Thanks very much indeed. We'll see you next week. <laughs>